The good news is it's almost the end of the school year. The bad news is it's almost the end of the school year. Let's map out a game plan today in Happier Music Teacher. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. There is so much emotion about the end of the school year. First off, we're human. We're excited. It's almost summer and for a well-deserved break. On the other hand, it's almost a sheer panic. How in the world am I going to pack up my classroom and get through the rest of my curriculum and all those end-of-the-year programs? Here's a game plan to help you with a little bit of the overwhelm, and let's start it now um, to get a jump on it. Step number one, sit down with your calendar and figure out exactly how many meetings that you're going to have with your students. And as a pro tip here, assume that there's going to be less. There's always going to be something that's going to come up at the end of the year, an unexpected assembly, a pep rally, an additional day of testing, bad weather. You don't know. So always assume that you have less time than you think as you're mapping out the end of the year. Um, with those ending meetings, you need to really do some backwards planning and figure out what do you, the students need to know before they leave your room. I'm really going to strongly advocate against trying to learn new concepts in your last month of school. Um, I know it feels like maybe you're behind or you didn't get through everything that you want to do or you didn't, quote, cover your curriculum. But are they really going to retain all the things that you crammed in the last month? So I would highly recommend that you save that last month for connection, for practice, for joy, and for flexibility because goodness knows you're going to need it. What are the curricular concepts they must know? What are the feelings that you want them to leave the music room with at the end of the school year? Focus on that and then work backwards with time. If there's only one thing they learn or there's only one concept. Is that last month the month that you pull out something super fun? For me, it was a ukulele unit or a keyboard unit or a dance unit. Think outside the box a little bit for your joy too, because that counts. Number two, don't take on any additional personal or professional commitments at the end of the year. It is so not worth it. You're tired, your calendar is full, and you will be hating life the second that you take on those additional commitments. Save it for fall, save it for summer, save it for when you're more rested, but I would really think twice before adding on that committee or any of the nice extras. Especially if you're a young teacher, start with the must-haves and then maybe, just maybe, the nice-to-haves. You can always add on. It's hard to take away once you've committed. I know you're people of your word. Third and finally, I don't know what your calendar is like. We always think that someone else's calendar sounds so good, um, whether it's starting earlier or starting later or how the breaks fall. Start if you are committed for kindergarten and fifth grade graduation programs or any end of the year ceremonies or programs. Start that prep now. There is nothing worse than that feeling where you feel like it is the last minute and you are having to push kids hard on the performance when they are completely checked out. And it's really just a battle of wills to get everybody on the stage at the same time, doing the same thing. So if at all possible, make it lean and clean. Make it maybe a little more simple than you think. Trust me, there's going to be enough to do at the end of the year anyway. And then start the prep now so you have the luxury of being relaxed. 
and intentional with it instead of having to force and cram and have all those uncomfortable feelings. You want this to be a joyful time. You want it to be an easy time. And I say that a joyful performance that goes off well at the end of the year is a win for you and the whole school community. So to recap, you might need to do a little bit of backwards math. Step one is you're going to sit down with your calendar and figure out exactly how many meetings you will most likely have and assuming less. Maybe you need to get with your administrator. Maybe you need to get with your team leader. But let's figure out exactly how many meetings you're going to have with your class and what the priorities are in those lessons, what they need to know. Step two is we are going to get ruthless about not taking on any additional personal or professional commitments. Whatever that looks like for you, if it means that you are going to have more takeout in the month of May, if it means that you are not going to do anything outside of go to work, come home and repeat, and any necessary activities for your children, you might think about that. And finally, let's start that graduation prep if that's for you right now so that everyone can feel more relaxed about it. And in that case, because it is such a collaboration between classroom teachers, administration, and probably your specials team, communicate, communicate, communicate. I can't stress that enough. Now, finally, that last month, relax and enjoy the connection with your students. It'll all be there in the fall. In today's Mindset Minute, we're going to discuss one of my favorite quotes. It's attributed to a lot of people, but it's definitely not my original thought, but it is, other people's opinion of you is none of your business. As a music teacher, everyone has an opinion about you. Oh my goodness, do they have opinions. You are too Orphy for the Kodai people. You're too Kodai for the Orph people. You sing too much. You dance too much. You play instruments too much or not enough. Your programs are too flashy. They're not flashy enough. They're too long. They're too short. Uh, you dress too cute. You dress too professional. There is no pleasing everybody. You are not a jar of Nutella, sweetheart. So as you go throughout, do what you think is best for you and your program. And of course, if you're hearing a lot of the same feedback and it's coming from trusted sources who really have your best interest at heart, or you're hearing a recurring theme that strikes true with you, or you've talked it over with a mentor and it feels like, okay, maybe I am not introducing instruments enough. That was an issue for me as a young teacher. Or, you know, I'm really leaning on folk dancing all the time and my curriculum doesn't feel well-rounded. Or, man, my programs are a little bit boring. Maybe, maybe I need to do something there. That's fine. Uh, I think self-reflection. I think seeking people's advice and opinions. But if you tried to please everyone in your school community, all the stakeholders the parents, the administration, your team, the kids, on and on. It's not going to be a recipe for your happiness. Do your best, try your best, and let it be. Would you like to be in a Facebook group for music education, but you don't want to deal with the drama? Come join us over at the Happier Music Teachers Facebook page. Some of the nicest people in the internet. This week's section is the verse of the week. If you follow me at all on social media or through different podcasts and events, you'll realize I'm a person of faith. Today's verse is Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Want more self-care for the music educator? Check out my book. Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School, available on F-Flat Books.
Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.